What's up, sisters? It's Lauren and Nina, and you're listening to Pinot and Propofol. We begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast today and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to our very first episode of Pinot and Propofol. This is so exciting. It is. But it's also a little bit scary because like... It's new. It is a little bit new. Um, <laughs> Not for you. She's a oh. she's already a podcast queen. No, but it's different because this time it's like us chatting to each other about life and our own experiences, whereas the only other ones I've done, it, they're asking questions to me. So it's like yeah. you guys are asking questions to us. Oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> it's an exciting time. Um, we thought we would start our first episode off by just introducing ourselves. I mean, if you've come from Instagram or wherever, you would know that we are Lauren and Nina, Nurse Laws and Nina the RN. But um, yeah. if you don't and you've found this podcast... Welcome. <laughs> You're hello. in for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Lauren. Uh, and my name's Nina. And we are both registered nurses from Melbourne. Yeah, um, we both work in a um, major metropolitan intensive care unit um, and love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Big vibe. Massive vibes. So, yeah, we're just going <laughs> to... The way that this episode is going to kind of work is we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves um, and our relationship, um, our <laughs> friendship. <actually> <laughs> um, and kind of how this podcast has come to be and how we've also come to be as nurses. Um, we also put a poll, not a poll, a questions box on our Instagram, mm. which is at Propofol, And we asked people to ask us this or that questions and we've got some pretty funny ones. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so we're going <laughs> to tag that on the end. And at the end of every... So at the start of each episode, we have decided that we want to, like started off with a little bit of inspiration a little bit of i don't know like a little like a little like goals achievements exactly inspiration wall kind of moment but at the start of the podcast so i think like a lot of other podcasts do this but i really like the idea so for ours we're going to like share i don't know some words of wisdom that we found that speak to us during the week we're also going to choose something that we, uh, like a highlight of the week, something that we are proud of that's happened or like just something good that's happened in the week and also a goal for the coming week, um, which could literally be whatever. I am going to start with my quote of this week. Let's hear it. Mine is, it's not really a quote, it's more like a passage. Right. Um, mine is, there are 39 days to the end of the year and there is still time, time to create time to take a day off and to love yourself a little bit more there's time to change a habit take a first step and make a new friend there's time to say i love you i'm sorry or i forgive you there's still time for doors to close for new beginnings and for trusting that good things are coming there is still time love that for you yeah. love that for us yeah i love feel that like for all. the end of the year is almost like a little bit of a scary time like mm. things kind of wrap up and i know a lot of people who work 
um, nine to five non-nursing jobs, the end of the year can be quite a busy time for them and they have that period of time off. So I feel like there's a lot of a a big push towards the end of the year. Mm. Um, But yeah, it's just to remember that, you know, the sun will rise and things will continue to keep on going even when it gets a little bit rough. Two quotes in there for you. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa, double. Um, my goal for this week is... Oh, I don't really know. I haven't, I haven't really I thought about it. To be quite honest. Um, I just want to live my best life this week. I don't know. <laughs> We've got our work Christmas party coming oh, up this week. Um, my goal is to get absolutely uh, lit. My goal just is... Kidding. I have to work the next day, so my goal mm. is to make it to the next day alive and well. Love that for you. I'm only on a short day, so it should be okay. But nice. yeah, that's my goal is just to live your best live life. Live my best life this week. Perfect. Yeah. Um my quote for the week is uh a little bit shorter, <laughs> but very on theme for everything that's happening at the moment. Uh so the scariest moment is always just before you start. Very true. So, like, we've just started our pod. Nina's about to start something else soon that's quite exciting. And, yeah, I think also it kind of fits in with the theme of today's first ep. Yeah. But, like, this is who we are. Yeah. And how we've got to this point in our careers. Um, My other favourite quote, which is totally (laughs) – it's not my time to talk, but my other favourite quote (laughs) is, like – growth is uncomfortable. Oh, I love that. And I think it's like important to remember that Mm. because yeah, the scariest moment is always before you start things because you're growing and you're changing and that is uncomfortable. Yeah. You can't change without a bit of discomfort. Yeah. Oh, love that. (laughs) Fine. I'll have a cry. No. Um, my goal for the week. Oh, honestly, I think my goal for this week, I'm actually on annual leave this week, but I've been still working. Go mm. figure. <laughs> so I think my goal is to actually just have at least one day where I just actually use it to yeah. rest. Relax, get some R&R in. Literally. We, annual leave is a hot topic. <laughs> there definitely will be a podcast about annual leave, mm. but... Yeah, it's always nice to make sure that you're actually spending time in your leave mm-hmm. to relax. I need to go and see the fam. That's yeah. what I need to do. Yeah, see your family. There's my goal. Go and visit my family this week. <laughs> um, now, Nina, tell me something, a highlight of the week for you. Oh. Sorry, just um, kind of sprung that on whoa! you. Whoa! Something. Oh, I can't talk about it. That was my highlight of the week. Nina's got a big highlight. You're going to hear about it really soon. But I'm so sorry to do this to you. Sorry to do this to you, Nina. Um, <laughs> sorry to put me on the spot like that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, big no, things are happening for this lady. Something big happened this week. I just can't talk about it, but something big happened, and that was the highlight of my week. Making big career moves, yeah. and we love that for you. Making big changes. So yeah, my highlight of the week is one being able to share that with you. That's oh. so bloody exciting. So proud. Um, you know what? I reckon the highlight will be the Christmas party. Yeah. I actually think it will be too. It hasn't happened yet. No. But that's going to be my highlight, my yeah. preemptive highlight of the week. Hopefully it's that. not shit. 
or I'll be regretting that, but that's okay. <sighs> I think it'll be, I think it'll be vibes. Absolutely. The vibes will be on Zah. Love it. Nice. So I think we should start. <laughs> start our actual. Start the podcast, the, the real juicy stuff, by talking about how we met. How we met and how this podcast came to be. Yes. I think that's a good... Important question. A very good starting point. Because <laughs> a lot of people, I think, know us separately. And we're going to go in a bit more of detail about who we actually are as individuals. But mm. a lot of people know us separately, but don't know that we are like and two I think, peas in a pod. Literally, I think a lot of people that we work with also don't, don't. know that we have history. <laughs> Lots of beef. <laughs> no beef. So, <laughs> Nina and I... Have been friends for what five, five years. years, five and a half years. It's that's gorge. It's been too long. <laughs> too long. Kidding. Say not long enough. <laughs> I see how it is. Um, we met at uni in second semester of first year, um, and we met because we both we both applied both... <laughs> for a fellowship program, which yeah. is where universities are affiliated with a hospital and. You most of them you get to actually take classes at the hospital, but um, some of them you just do your placements there. But yeah, we took classes at a hospital together, and mm. we started in the second semester of our first year. Yeah. Um, and I don't actually know the defining moment of when we became friends. It was definitely on the first day. I think we might have just sat together because we were in the same um, simulation group, mm. and you were friends with. We've got our beautiful friend Lisa and our other beautiful friend Maddie. Yeah, I met Maddie on the first day. You rocked up with Lisa because I think you'd done a class together. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then we were all in the same sim group sim group together, and it's the rest is history. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, not long after we met, we actually decided as a group, the four of us, so Lisa, Maddie. Um, Lauren and myself that we were actually going to go to the Philippines on exchange (laughs) and we had actually only known each other for maybe like six weeks at this point in time and we're like right we're all applying for it and we're all going together so it was definitely just like kind of uh, for shits and gigs like we applied thinking that nothing would come of it because everyone was applying to it and then we all ended up getting accepted and so we all went to the Philippines yeah and that really kicked off our friendship I would say (laughs) Huge um, bonding moments there. Very much a bonding moment. Nina clogged a toilet. Yeah, I have the nickname Aquaturd. Um, and the rest <laughs> is history, honestly. Um, we finished our second year together and then I took a st- stage of absence in <laughs> second semester of third year. Yeah, yeah. I think it was second semester, third year. And Lauren went on to complete her nursing degree and I redid my third year, <laughs> um, which is fine. Oh God, that's so funny. Um, oh. And I graduated a year after Lauren. So, yeah, we then – we were. I mean, we were kind of talking still then, but we weren't we catching up. We definitely, um, like, some dis- – like, not dis- – we weren't distant. We still talked – but we definitely didn't see each other as much because we just were at different, you know, Nina was still going to uni. I just started my grad year at um, the hospital. And I think we kind of just went, we didn't, definitely didn't fade, like drift apart. We were just on different life paths at that point mm. in time. And it, yeah, you know, some people are just meant to be in your life. And Absolutely. we went just before I started my grad year, I think. 
Yeah, um, we, we had, rekindled. Well, it wasn't we really did. a rekindle. We, we just went out for brunch. We did. Oh, I've still got photos from that. Yeah, Bless. and yeah, honestly, the rest then is history. Mm. Um, I don't want to say too much about like where we're at now because I feel like that comes into when you talk about you, me. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to tell everyone your nursing journey? Okay. Like, it's a good, good, good start. Time. Yeah. I mean, a good, yeah, good, good point. Good point yes. of the story. You <laughs> <laughs> um, and I started this fellowship program, and um, I ended up choosing this hospital as my where I wanted to go do my grad year at because I really liked it. I did a lot of placements there. Um, go figure. Go figure. I was in. <laughs> I was in the fellowship, um, and I just really liked it. I felt supported. I thought it was a good spot to start my career, so I started there. Um, my first rotation was on a gen surge gynae colorectal and urology ward. What a mix! What a mix! It taught That's me so really much. Though, a, like the best of all worlds. Literally, the poos, the wees, the bleeds, the vagines. <laughs> The peewees. <laughs> okay. And the bum holes. Uh, and the bum holes. Um, literally, it taught me so much. I actually really loved that rotation. And I cried when I left mm. um, because I thought I would hate my next rotation, which was in theatre. Turns you out... You had always had an interest in theatre. Yeah. I used to want to be a paediatric anaesthetic nurse. Um, I've since learned that anaesthetics is not for me mm. and neither repeats. So that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I did my second rotation in theatre, anaesthetics and recovery. Um, loved anaesthetics at the start, but then realised it actually wasn't for me. Um, it really kicked off some mental health issues, <laughs> um, which is fine. You know, we you got to... It's a bit of trial and error. That's all good. Um, we'll talk about those in another yeah, episode. And obviously, like, when you talk about grad rotations, it's also like that's not the be-all, end-all. Just exactly. because you've rotated to those two places or even just that one place doesn't mean you mm. have to work there forever. No. Um, it's all and you're part definitely, of the journey. You're definitely, like, one of the – like, your story shows that you don't have to stay where you no. did your grad year. Absolutely not. So, yeah. If anyone's stressed about where they're doing their grad year – do not be. Yeah. It's not the rest of... It's one year of, of a huge, amazing career. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what did I do after that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I stopped doing anaesthetics, just worked in recovery, then decided that I wanted something more. I love recovery. I still work in recovery on a casual basis, but I... To be honest, I did find it a little bit boring after I'd been there for a while. Um, I, I'm just trying to think about like where I made these decisions from. Yeah, I know. I did a one of my third year placements. I did in ICU at this hospital that I ended up doing my grad year at. Loved it. Um, decided that maybe ICU could be a potential for me in the future. Um, and it was at the point where I was like deciding, like when I was doing recovery and finding it a little bit, it kind of can get a little bit same, same. Um, that was when I was like, maybe it's time to venture into ICU. So, um, I worked in a private hospital at, at this stage and I knew that if I ever did 
ICU, I would want to learn, at least at the very start of my career, I'd want to learn in a public hospital because mm. I just feel like, I mean, everyone knows you, they, you get a, a lot more of a mix of patient presentations and like backgrounds. Um, not that you don't in private, but you know, you get, it's the public system for a reason. Yeah, we work in a very big teaching hospital, mm. which I think we're very lucky to. Um, and, yeah, you get exposed to a lot more opportunities. And that's not to say that you don't get them at private, but when you're... I just feel like, yeah, yeah. when you're learning and you're in a big unit-like ICU, um, I think it's just a great spot to... I think yeah. a public hospital is a great spot to do that in. Yeah, so you took the leap. Took the leap, thanks to you. Came over... I was considering the Austin. I was considering Eastern Health. Did not choose either of those. I followed Nina. Mm. Um, And I have no regrets. Yeah. Absolutely love that. And now what are you doing? And now I'm doing (laughs) postgrad. So Lauren came across and did a transition to specialty practice program. Um, And that was six months. And that was like a nice little introduction into ICU. I definitely think I would, had I gone straight into postgrad, because I did consider it. I'm fucking glad I, oh, sorry. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't because um, I would have struggled. Um, so even with a bit of theatre experience, a lot of the concepts weren't brand new to me, but I had never actually practised those concepts, if that makes sense. So I'm glad I did the TSP because that really got me feeling a bit more comfortable in ICU and with all the different equipment and the different patients and the different drugs and the different things that they do um, before I started postgrad. So highly recommend if you're considering moving into ICU or any area for that matter, highly recommend a TSP before you jump the gun and do (laughs) postgrad. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Halfway through, six months to go. Fingers crossed I've actually passed the first half, uh, but that's fine. So, Nina, Hi. tell us about your nursing journey. Yeah. Um, so, you kind of heard before that I took a bit of a leave of absence in my third year. <laughs> um, and when I came back to uni after my leave of absence, I decided, and it was a very hard decision to make, that I wasn't going to continue with my fellowship Um, because I thought that what was going to benefit me most was working and being in a private, a public hospital, sorry. Um, and when I took my leave of absence, I also took a job as a Ruson, um, at the hospital we are both employed at currently. Um, and I worked as a Ruson for two and a half years, which was really nice but I think that's what really exposed me to like mm. wanting to be in a public hospital for sure um started from the bottom yeah now we're here yeah, yeah very much so <laughs> literally <laughs> um and then yeah I did my last placement in ICU and absolutely fell in love with it I remember actually being really cut because I wanted an ED placement Whoa. um but COVID had just started to kick off and they weren't allowing students to do placements in ED. Mm. So I... Blessing in disguise, baby. She's found her passion. Yeah, I did my last five weeks in ICU and then took my grad year in that same hospital. Um, And I've now been at that hospital for almost five years. That's really cool. Yuck. 
No, that's nah, cool. bless it. I love that place. You'll be up to full long service. I know. Soon. I'm always up for long service leave. Um, <laughs> and then so yeah, I started my grad year in 2021. So I'm yeah. still kind of a bit of a baby, but yeah, a little bit yeah. of a baby. <laughs> um, I did my first rotation in cardiology, cardiothoracics, and respiratory, and absolutely loved it. Um, I was working there just before the COVID wave hit. Mm-hmm. Also a blessing in disguise because mm. I moved to do my second rotation in ICU, which was like a blessing, but also not a blessing because my old ward turned into a COVID ward, <laughs> but ICU opened also a COVID ICU. A COVID so <laughs> I kind of had a bit of a rough grad year. Yeah. rough. No, no. I, I was exposed imagine. to like lots of good learning opportunities, but it was tough. But, you know, we'll discuss that in further depth to come. Mm. Um, I did my TSP mm-hmm. during my grad year in ICU. And then I started postgrad at the start of this year, and now I am finitoed. Love that for you. So so cool. Mm. Mm. That's that's where I'm at. Exciting yeah. time. Very exciting. But yeah, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. No, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, um, and I think one door closes for another one to open, yes. and I think. You just have to search out those opportunities and... Find those doors. Yeah, they will come for you. (laughs) So, yeah, I think we might get into our this or that. Oh, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, I think we've kind of said enough about ourselves now. waiting for this one. (laughs) All right, shall I let loose the first question? Yes. Oh, I'm excited. All righty. All righty, all righty, all righty. Okay. I feel like this is a good one to start off with. Yep. Day shift or night shift? Um, oh, I'm a bit torn, to be quite honest. Oh, no. I will definitely say day shift. I'm a day shift girly through and through. If I... You love a night shift with a good patient. Yeah, I was going to say. It really depends what patient you get. If you have a sh- challenging patient on a day shift, I would rather... Where was I going with that? You can have a challenging patient on a day shift and have a really awful shift. Or you can have a great shift at night if you've got a good patient. Yeah. I feel like ICU is also very different to the ward. Like, we don't have patients who just settle down and sleep at night. No. Like, we don't have patients who don't have any meds overnight. You just have to do OBS at 4 o'clock in the morning. It's like... Mm. No, we have patients who need hourly obs, who have meds all through the night, who then can't sleep, restless. ICU is a terrible place to be if you're not unconscious and chilled. You just would not get a single wink of sleep. Like, my heart just goes out to those people who are in there and are, like, are conscious because they would not sleep. It's just not a good environment for rest. I'd be so cranky all the time. Someone would come near me and I'd be like, get off me. (laughs) It makes sense why we have so much delirium because it's just wild. Mm. Like, it's it never is quiet in there. No. Um, All right. So what if what was your answer to that then? Unsure. Oh, unsure. Can't yeah. pick. Probably nights. Mm. I'll be honest. I guess this kind of goes along with it. I'll ask another one. Okay. Um, GCS fourteen, <laughs> quite confused and a high falls risk, or GCS fifteen in restraints but abusive. What was the question? Fourteen confused and high falls risk, or fifteen in restraints but abusive? Oh. Um. 
previous me would choose the 14 because I I am a very sensitive person and I take everything to heart even though I know things like abusive abuse is not generally um directed at you at you like yeah, they're just it, they're directed at the situation yeah they're angry about not being in control and you know it's a lot of anxiety comes into play I feel now that I've kind of settled into ICU and I <laughs> am not so scared of people in general <laughs> I would say 15 in restraints and abusive yeah I they just roll away <laughs> they can't even roll away they just sit there and yes me, they yell I oh. roll away yeah see you later close roll the curtain don't talk to me yeah they can't do anything they're no just, what, they can scream at you yeah that's it what do they say sticks and stones will break my bones but words will never hurt me at least not on the unit <laughs> I might go and cry on the outside the car <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Paku or ICU. Oh, that's a no-brainer for me. You've never never worked in Paku. Sorry, <laughs> ICU all the way. Um, honestly, ICU. I like the challenge of it. Um, I like generally being one to one. But the people in Paku for you. For me, is what I love. It. I still do Paku because I love my people you work with, my colleagues there. Yeah. Um, night shift or weekend day shift? Sorry, that kind of came along with the other one but to be honest i'm gonna go out on a limb here and just change my previous answer and say a weekend day shift i love the vibes on the oh, unit yeah on like a saturday morning yeah everyone's just like because the consultant comes in and they're not in scrubs they're in like a polo shirt and pants <laughs> and they're just like yep let's whip through this round so we can so i can go home have lunch and then come back for the afternoon round so it's like always yeah the vibes and everyone's are on. just a little bit Silly. Silly. Yeah. Silly Sundays, silly, silly Saturdays. Sunday, yeah. Vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I just read one of them that we definitely cannot read out. <laughs> Suck a used catheter or eat wound exudate. Ooh, I'm... Catheter for sure. Really? Mm. No, I You'd rather... rather eat wound exudate? Yeah. You're cooked, bro. No. That's so gross. I think that <laughs> the things you pull, like when you pull out a catheter and it's got like Stones and like crystallization on the end. Stones, <laughs> yuck! I would, I would rather not. No, I'm just I'm only sucking it. Can I <sighs> spit it out after? <laughs> oh, things have taken a turn. They really have. Okay, next question: <laughs> Be spat on or an exploding stoma? I've been spat on before, and I'd take that any day over an exploding. Look, stoma. I've had many, many an exploding stoma, having worked on a colorectal yeah. ward, and I've also been spat on. Now working in public, I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, spat on, to be honest. Yeah. Um, delirious or demanding? Delirious. Demanding. Really? Yeah. I go. I do really well with demanding patients. I think, like, I enjoy the one-to-one aspect where you get to like fluff around and do everything for them. Mm. I often am like to my patient, "Oh, tell me to stop. Tell I, me to stop fluffing around." Yeah. And they're like, "Can you not?" And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I think having worked on a private ward. <laughs> That's taught me a lot about uh, how demanding kind of can turn into, uh, what's the word? What is the word? Princesses? No, it starts with an E. Oh, I can't, I don't know what you're talking Entitled. about. Entitled. Entitled. Isn't that? Oh, no, that is an E. <laughs> That's definitely I just an had e. a dyslexia program. <laughs> um, demanding and entitled are hand in hand. And I think I would much, I just don't have the patience for entitlement. 
um, especially in healthcare. Like, you're not there. It's not a hotel. You're literally in hospital because you're unwell. Mm. I'm not here to serve you hand and foot when you could, like, you know, patient-dependent, yeah, ability-dependent. If you're someone who's just bed-bound and you are asking me to, like, put a straw in your juice for you when it's next to you, that is not what I'm here for. Yeah. But I'll do it anyway. I'll do it anyway. <laughs> I'll just complain to Nina when I get home. <laughs> new admission from ED or new admission from theatre? Don't mind. Depends if they're a soft admission or a sick admission. Yeah. Like, if they're a really sick admission from ED and they're like, oh, you know, they've got new onset of seizures and they've been tubed downstairs no. and they're on a whole bunch of stuff, I'll take 40 that any of NORAD. Day. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, at hospital arrest, you know, they're on adrenaline and dibutamine and, like, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I'm all about that. But mm. if they're a soft admission, like, oh, you know, they're hyponutremic, that's not soft. No. But also... But we're... Yeah. GCS 15. This one's exciting. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't mind. I don't really care. Working in theatre and also working in ICU. Yeah, you really have got the best of both worlds. I do have the best of both worlds. <laughs> we do love that. Uh, peds or adults? So I know what you're going to choose, you big traitor. <sighs> Shh, don't give away my secrets. <laughs> Adults. <laughs> Says no uh, Nina ever. TBC, TBC. Mm. Well, adults. I've already decided I don't like peds. Yeah. They're scary in recovery, at least. Yeah. Things I mean, go downhill pretty fast. Yeah. I feel like that's in general with all peds. And I think just because my lack of, like, I don't have friends with kids, so I don't really have... Yeah, I don't really have experience, like, with kids, so I don't know how to be with a kid. Like, yeah. I don't know how to – I just haven't worked kids out yet. I think my, my one ah, one day when I have my own, it'll probably be different. But, yeah. you know, love that. adults for sure. All right. Um, chocolate or potato chips? Chocolate. I'm a chocolate girly through and through. I think I, I could actually eat a whole block of chocolate. Oh, chips. Chips. Really? Mm. What type of chips? You know I love corn chips. Ooh. I'm a... S- you love I'm a bit of salsa. <laughs> I was going to say I'm a hoe for a corn chip. Yeah. Um, any day of the week. But yeah. also just like honestly pl- like salted. Ooh, I man. don't like salt and vinegar. Oh, I was about to say Contrave- salt and vinegar. Nah, that's salt a controversial fact about me. I don't like salt and vinegar chips. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, push or pull doors? Push. Push. Yeah, anyone you know who why? says pull doors is whack. <laughs> you know why? Because if I've got my hands full, push door, it's all G. Pull door, you're screwed. Why? I just want to know why people put pull doors in. Well, either way, you're going to have to pull it like, I from went to, one way. Like right? I went to theatre that one time and the only way to get into the like the actual theatre was to pull this door. And I was like, that is so inconvenient. It is when you're... Like, what if I've got a hand, like, hands full of stuff? Not that I was doing anything, but Mm. so inconvenient. Um, And last one. Would you rather be really hairy everywhere or not be able to grow hair at all? Hairy everywhere. Yeah. Because, like, I wouldn't want to not have, like... Because you can wax and laser. Brows and hair. Yeah. Like, head hair. But, like, it would be nice. Yeah. To never have to do that ever again. Mm. But also, I really enjoy styling my hair. You could wear a wig. But brows and lashes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I'm going to say hairy. Yeah, hairy. Hairy it is. I think that's that's it. That might be it. 
LMA or eye gel? Oh, LMA. <laughs> eye gel. You can suction down them. Them. I've never put in either, so yeah. I've never even seen them put in one at the side. a niche question. Yeah, a very niche question. It's a niche anesthetic question. <laughs> <laughs> High gels for sure. Um, I guess for a question that we could give you guys. Yes. Um, and Answer on our Instagram page. Yeah. Um, would you rather have someone who has really flaky legs oh. like when you pull off their ted stockings it's snowing oh. or would you rather someone with a leaky flexi seal i'm talking someone who's like shedding skin all the time That's... everywhere yeah so let mm. us know honestly the snow for me yeah but i just still don't know how i feel about flexi seals <laughs> <to> be... <laughs> anyway Thank you for listening to Pedo and Propofol, our very first app. We have loved recording it. We and have loved recording it. We, Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, we will speak to you very soon. Very, very soon. Love you in case I die. Love you in case I die. <laughs> Bye.